Hi friend, do you want to experience more energy, vitality, and flow in your life? Well, be sure to go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and check out the supplement section. We have all of your favorites back in stock. Vegan Vitality and Vegan Powder Protein are two of the favorites that go very quickly. So if you're into protein and vitality, be sure to check those out. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittes, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Update January 2022, Part 2. All right, if you listened to the last update, I was driving. Oh man, there goes my phone. Well, that took all of two seconds. Now I gotta stop. Because I don't know how to get home. That's my navigation system and my recording system all rolled into one. Okay, sorry about this, friend. Highly inconvenient, but such is life, is it not? Highly inconvenient at times? Goodness gracious, let me tell you, friend. Let me tell you what I've been doing for the last however many hours. Goodness, what time is it? It is now 10.10 is the time of where the hands on the clock are the time where they show they set it when they're doing ads for marketing they make it 10:10 why well there's a fascinating story about that i'll let you look that up on your own time it's going to fall again isn't it okay trying to stabilize this phone here all right excuse me sorry i'm still stuffy Still tired, still oh, exhausted. What a day. What a night. 10 10 p.m., in case it wasn't clear. 10 10 p.m., when I did the last update, that was at, I left my house at 3, 15, 3 o'clock, got, goodness. Yeah, got to, my mother-in-law's at, oh, goodness, sorry, just gassed it by accident, something underneath my gas pedal, I'm all out of sorts, friend, goodness, all right, uh, left my house at 3 o'clock p.m., 45 minute, but it actually took 53 minutes, according to how long I was podcasting, drive to her house because the moving truck I was told was going to get there at 345. It did not. Surprise, surprise. I should have known that's how these things go, but guess what? Nope. Four o'clock? Nope. Oh, it turns out he's supposed to be there for Okay, no problem. Not there. 415 rolls around. Not there. 4.30, not there, 4.45, goodness gracious, 5 o'clock, still not there, where the heck is this guy, and we called him a couple times, oh, I'm 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away, you know, blah, blah, and then I hop on the phone, and I'm like, guy, where where are you, man, like, I'm waiting over an hour now, and, oh, you know, we sent you an update, a live update link, and I look, and it's a photo, <laughs> it's like, dude, this isn't a live update link, what are you trying to pull here, it's a photo of him, you know, his GPS or whatever, or his maps. And it was 45 minutes, we're 45 minutes your house. And that was like 55 minutes ago. It's like, come on, man, what are you doing here? So, and then, you know, they get there, oh, I'm sorry, we're late. The truck broke down. <laughs> you know, you know how these things go. Oh, shoot, I almost just hit the curb. Wake up, guy. Stay focused. Delirious, friend. Oh, and I'm hungry. I didn't eat anything because I'm a freaking silly person who who knows why who knows why I didn't eat beforehand oh I know why I didn't want to have a full stomach when I thought I was going to get to work right away at 4 o'clock and just help bust this out and get out by a reasonable hour but you know that's not how this stuff ever goes (sighs) so I might have to stop and get fast food but I might just bust the whole ride home and then pig out when I get home Probably what I'll do. I have giant pretzels and I don't know if I have any cheesy goodness. I probably have some soup or something I could have with it. Okay. 
So, what am I doing? I don't know. Just driving aimlessly, trying to follow the GPS and figure out. Okay. Okay, I got a couple miles. Now I can kind of space out. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, so that's what I've been doing for the last, let's see, they got there at 5, like 30, I think. 5.15, 5.30. Ridiculous. And it's now 10, so easily five hours of helping her unload stuff, unpack stuff, move boxes, help the guys as much as possible. You know, and she's moving from a bigger house to a smaller house, so that's always a fun situation. Downsizing, right? Trying to fit five pounds of, ten pounds of poop into a five-pound bag <laughs> is, the, is the thing, something like that. Right? That was kind of it. That was fun. And then, uh, what was really nice was her neighbors came and helped, all really nice ladies, and they were very, very helpful. What else happened that was exciting? Ah, oh, that's, you know, stuff got broken. That's always fun. Glass. Some expensive, priceless figurines, but, you know, whatever. Wooden table thing, one of the legs got busted, two of the legs on two different, one leg on each of two different things got busted. Um, overall, she did really well because, you know, it can be extremely stressful. She's older and she gets worked up really, really easy, like beyond worked up. And she did really good, actually. So I got to hand it to her. Not too bad there. And, uh, and so here we are. I've got a long drive home, and I need to stay awake. I'm tired, and I'm hungry, and I'm probably going to complain about that for the next 50 minutes. So buckle up, friend. I also want to make it, of course, somehow meaningful and helpful and awesome for you. So in the last episode, we talked about all sorts of controversial things. And again, I don't necessarily want to, but I do feel called to. I feel it's important stuff to say. I want to make sure that I'm not sleeping on the opportunity to say things that I feel are important, whether I'm right or wrong, right? Just And there's plenty of things I'll point out where if I don't have an opinion, I will... I don't feel, even though this this podcast is largely me talking, right? Unless I'm doing an interview, it's I've got to be talking for things to happen, for me to be able to share ideas with you. And yet, I try not to speak on things I don't particularly have opinions on, I guess. Try to waste your time. How about that? With things that I feel are trivial. That's fair. And so with that, I try to allow, I try to get my ego out of the way as much as possible and share with you the highest and best truths that I feel that I can access. Do I always succeed? No. I'm a human. I have an ego. It jumps in there. It takes over at times. I don't always catch it. Okay. I'm not always aware. Sometimes I'm unconscious, and that's just part of the human experience. I hope that you take everything I say with a grain of salt and do your own research and trust your own instincts. That's something that I really always try to impart when I share things because I don't want to ever be trying to position myself as a guru or a know-it-all or I mean, when, uh, things that I am an expert on, I then I usually try to say that. Like, oh, well, this is my professional opinion. I'm an expert marketer. I'm an expert, you know, business strategist. And, and those are kind of my fields of expertise, right? And then I'm proficient with other things. And so I try to always qualify things in that sense whenever I'm going to share something that I feel I do have some level of advanced knowledge in, okay? 
And then there's plenty of things where it's just my own personal opinion and my own unique perspective. And a lot of the stuff I shared in the last episode was kind of a combination of my own unique perspective. And some of that is based on my experience, my professional experience, right, as a marketer and as somebody who is a very outside-the-box thinker but also has the skills of executing at a high level. You know, it's one thing to be super creative and outside the box and all that, but it's another thing to be able to bring those into actual, actual, actionable, executionable reality in this physical 3D time space, okay? And so there's that. And then I'm really congested. Sorry, friend. I'm making weird throat noises and stuff and got to make snot nose sounds, so I apologize. Um, part of it, part of what I share, part of my experience, ooh, that was a horrible sound. Part of my experiences with things are also based on my unique perspective of having been raised in a Jehovah's Witness religion. My mother became a Jehovah's Witness when I was very young. My dad and her, my dad was not ever Jehovah's Witness, is still not Jehovah's Witness. And they were not Jehovah's, she was not Jehovah's Witness when they started dating and when they got married. Okay. So that's important because when she became Jehovah's Witness, she was recruited, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses do door to door. They do what they call pioneering. They go door to door, they knock on people's doors, and they preach to these people and they recruit people essentially. And my mom, you know, heard she was home. Uh, my dad was working and they came to our door and they started talking to her and a lot of it made sense and they continued conversations. Eventually she became very involved with her church. It became a huge part of her life and a huge part of my life and a huge part of my younger sibling's life and my dad's life, unfortunately, and to, to the detriment of our whole family in a sense. My mom, you know, now I say that, when I, uh, well, I mean, it was, it split up my family quite literally, so I can say that, it's fair. Um, did I learn important stuff and life lessons? Sure. Did it build a lot of character? Was it character building? Yes, absolutely. That's, uh, I would say there's a fair part of my character that was formulated in those years of of uh, conflict, right, of heated debates or arguments. I wouldn't say debates. I would say arguments. I would say emotional outbursts. I would say fighting, screaming, fighting, all that good stuff. Um, my dad very much felt that my mom was brainwashing us and would say as much, and my mom would be crying and they would be you know, crying and fighting, and my mom would be pulling us out the door to her church. And I remember those years, many years. I mean, that was my childhood. And religion, um, sorry, holidays were always the worst because my dad was not religious at all. He considered himself agnostic. And holidays were, by and large, just opportunities for the family to get together. He was very family-oriented. It still is very family-oriented. Him and his sister and his uh, brother, my aunt and uncle, are still very close to this day. They had a very traumatic childhood in many ways, and they, they're very close as a result still as adults. And they... So... That was his standpoint. was like, hey, this is... It's not about the it's not about the holiday. We don't celebrate Christmas because we're good Christians. We don't celebrate Hanukkah because we're good Jews. We don't celebrate Easter because you know any for any reason other than it's a time to get together and do you know the thing that the that most people believe those holidays are about finding Easter eggs, <laughs> right? Uh, giving presents, right? That was why we did these things. And my mom. In Jehovah's Witness religion, they're very much in tune with the, the source 
or the root of those actual religions. You know, many religions, I'm sorry, I keep saying religions, holidays. Many of these holidays are pagan holidays at the root. They were taken and they were kind of rebranded with more acceptable Christian versions of these things to get buy-in. If you're familiar with the history of a lot of these very common holidays here in the U.S. anyway, and, and probably other Western-type civilizations. So, where is I going with this? That was, so I grew up with this tension of going to this religion, going to this church, having my dad constantly fight to keep us out of there, having my mom constantly fight to keep us in there, and me always questioning, what is this about? Why why is this happening? Why can't they just get along? Why would God do this? Right? Why would God make it so that my parents fight all the time? If God is, is Jehovah specifically, right? Jehovah's Witness. Why is Jehovah... And just to put some things out there while we're on the topic, Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that Jesus Christ is God. I know Christians do. A lot of Christians, not all Christians. Um, Jehovah's Witness is a... I don't want to say division. That's not the right word. But it's a branch of Christianity in a sense. They do believe Jesus was very important. He was the son of God, God's son, not God himself. That's a, kind of one of the defining elements of that particular religion. And he did not die on a cross, according to Jehovah's Witnesses. He died on a stake. And they are very much against people wearing crosses or using crosses as a way to, you know, it doesn't make sense to them. Like, why would you use that as a symbol of your love for Jesus, so it, that's they don't use that kind of symbolism at all. What else? Yeah, they don't celebrate most religions, very few of them, because most of them are steeped in paganism, and so they don't celebrate them. We don't celebrate. They don't celebrate birthdays because that's putting your own self, your own self worth before God. You should just be celebrating God every day instead of yourself, putting yourself before God, eating cake, birthday cake, if you know the symbolism of that and the roots of that, kind of dark and not so happy, really, so I'll let you, if you're in the learning, you can do some research on, on all that. What else? <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, I got to focus. Get off. Two miles. Okay, I think it's good. So, so, one of the, so I talked about character building, and, wait, gosh darn it, why did you have to get over? Sorry. It's not talking to me. Oh, it's probably some recording. Oh, goodness. Okay. Gotta get over one more lane here. Sorry, friends. Kind of sketchy. So I don't know these three ways at all. Okay, I think I'm good. So, where was I? Yeah. So, growing up. Oh, and, and then um, no, we did not do the national anthem. We did not put our hand on our heart and say the Pledge of Allegiance. We did not. We weren't allowed to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance, but we did not do the Pledge of Allegiance. So, of course, you know, that singles went out when... Uh, oh, shit. Sorry, sorry. Okay, good. Um, we did not celebrate birthdays, other kids' birthdays, right? Like, we weren't really allowed to go to parties or if we did because of course sometimes I would come up and we didn't want to be completely singled out and not go to people's parties um, but we did not sing happy birthday we did not have any birthday cake so that always you know makes one stand out in those kind of social settings and then 
yeah, so those are some of the big ones. And so I got pretty used to standing out in those kind of situations, being an outcast, right? And and then, of course, people ask, well, why don't you do that? Why, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you having a birthday cake? Why aren't you singing? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you going to religions? Why? And, you know, oh, my religion. Oh, my religion. And it's like, it wasn't really my religion. It was just a religion that I kind of had to accept, right? And <clears throat> I didn't want to because it also made my father very upset and caused him a lot of pain. And so it was a, there was a lot of conflict around that. The character building aspect of that, and, you know, we had to go out and do pioneering. So I went door to door growing up. I would do that on Sundays with my mom, and we would go door to door and recruit people and spread the truth with the capital T. So I have that experience for years growing up and it gives me a unique position I, and as I got older uh, unique uh, perspective as I got older what one thing that got more interesting was so I'm going to have to cough sorry <laughs> goodness so one of the things that got interesting as I got older was the, you know, when we were kids, when we were young, and my parents would fight all the time, we would always be worried that they were going to get divorced, right? Before, divorce was a huge thing, and then, you know, I'm of the generation, I'm a Gen Xer, Generation X, and, you know, at a certain point, having your parents get divorced was just kind of like the thing, you know, like everybody I knew in LA growing up, like it just seemed like everybody's parents were already divorced or getting divorced or got divorced, just about to, you know, just got divorced. That was just very prevalent in where I grew up and in the timeline I grew up. And so it was, it was almost kind of like expected at a certain point, it seemed like, and especially with the way our parents fought. But, you know, nobody wants that. And for the most part, most people don't want that. So we were, you know, we're always trying to devise little plans to make our parents distract them from the fight and, you know, help them be cool to one another again. And my, my sibling and I. And uh, there, where was I going with that? So it, it seemed just like, well, then eventually they did get divorced. But... Oh, so, so my mom's religion, the Jehovah's Witness, is like, well, you don't get divorced unless it's really horrible, unless, like, you're being abused or you're in fear of your life, you know, or there's infidelity. Even then, I think you're not supposed to get divorced. You're supposed to still try to work it out. So, so there's that, you know, but it was also like, my poor dad was going through so much with my mom and all her, you know, she so oh part of that whole um uh holiday thing was that she wouldn't go to holiday events and you know christmas for example all of our family is there whereas my mom she wasn't there uh oh it's so-and-so's birthday well my mom wasn't gonna go um oh it was my little cousin's bat mitzvah well you know just the biggest day of her little pre-adult life and uh, guess who's not going you know so my mom was ostracized, ostracized herself from our family, like literally ostracized herself because that would be when our family would get together, right, was these holidays. And so so that was rough, you know, and then I always felt guilty because I was there. And, uh, you know, I had all these mixed feelings like, well, I'm trying, I want to make my mom happy, but I can't because then I can't see my family. My dad would be furious. And he was already furious and heartbroken. Something just hit my car. That was crazy. Um, because because his wife wasn't there, right? And she's causing all this. And my, you know, my, I just remember it always be like a you know brief topic. Like, oh, yeah, another Christmas. I was, my mom's name would be missing, you know, that they'd say. And uh, <sighs> yeah, I just remember remember that and then when every once in a while she would show up and it was like pretty neat yeah it's bizarre thinking about it now you know my mom passed away let's see 10 years ago 
12 years ago. About, yeah, so trippy, trippy stuff, friend. And it gave me, again, it gave me a unique perspective on things. It made me comfortable with being an outsider and being a loner, right? It made me comfortable with being thought of as different and people thinking of me as weird because I stood out in weird ways that were kind of outside of my control in, in certain respects, right? And being okay with it. Eventually, just like getting to the point where it's just like, yeah, you know, it is what it is and just, just being used to it. And I'm not, my, my sibling is somebody who's much more about the spotlight, likes the attention, likes being the center of, you know, certain things. I'm not like that. I'm very introverted, right? I, I don't teach myself. I'm not trying to get the attention. If there's somebody that wants the attention in the room, let them be in the show, right? I'm happy to sit back and observe. So being signaled out, singled out in any way, shape, or form was <laughs> incredibly uncomfortable for me and not fun, not fun at all. All right. Um, so the cult aspect of it, what was interesting as I got older so again, I started to get on this part about how you're not really supposed to get divorced unless it's like some horrible thing. But, you know, eventually my parents did get divorced and the religion was a big part of it and money was a big part of it. The way my parents just fought over money a lot. And I've shared in other episodes that was always really confusing because we were kind of rich, it seemed like, in, you know, middle class rich, not upper not one percenters, I don't think. Uh, but, you know, back in the day, there used to be a middle class. There used to be an upper middle class and kind of a lower middle class. And then there was, you know, the, the rich and then the, the poor. And we were in the middle class and worked our way. You know, my family kind of moved up into the, the upper middle class in my lifetime, I would say, as a, as a teen. And what that meant was it's confusing. My mom came from poverty. My dad, you know, they were working middle class, moving up. They were business owners. That was kind of, uh, my grandpa was a business owner, a contractor. Before that, growing up as a kid, he was, uh, his father owned the butcher shop. He was a kosher butcher. And uh, they, you know, worked in the butcher. They was like, he was a butcher. And uh, grew up with that whole thing. And so... Oh, so being used to, oh, and, and so they got divorced, money was a big deal, even though we had it, and I shared in another episode, you know, I had a friend, my best friend, in the, when growing up, from second grade up to, I think, like, seventh or eighth grade, was very poor, and I did found out one day we were just having a conversation and he was just like, oh man, yeah, your parents arguing, you know, their fights are the worst. And I was just like, well, your parents fight, right? And he's like, well, it's not like that. And then I was just really taken aback. I was really confused because I knew he was poor and yet we were rich, you know, um, as far as he was concerned, as far as I was concerned, we were like the rich kids and that's what he always called us. And then, uh, you know, but, um, but yet my parents fought and screamed all the time and argued all the time, and apparently his parents didn't. And so I couldn't understand that, right? It's like, well, how if we have more money than you, why do my parents fight about money all the time and you're stoned? So that was very confusing. And again, my parents eventually got divorced. Money was a big issue. Religion was a big issue. The cult aspect. There we go. The cult aspect. One thing I learned later about the Jehovah's Witness religion. And again, this wasn't super obvious to me for many years. Not until we moved to San Diego and I didn't go to <clears throat> her churches, uh, they call them Kingdom Halls, as much as an adult. Or, or I'm sorry, I, I was still living at home. This was like 12, 13 years old. And I, so I was able to break away a lot more at that time. It broke my mom's heart. You know, she'd give me the guilt trip. She was always upset. She always tried to get me to go. But, you know, at that point, it's like, I was just so over it and so depressed and so just 
so angry, you know, at the world at that point. I just had so much anger built up over all the years of just having that stuff forced, forced down my throat and all the guilt trips and all the judgment and all the shaming and all the BS that goes along with it. And I just got to the breaking point, really, where it's like, you know, I just couldn't handle it and I just rebelled, you know, I rebelled. And uh, that gave me some level of freedom from it. And what I started learning was that really there is a level of ostracization. Like if one backs out of that religion, there is an expectancy that that person would be ostracized, that they would be cut out. And if, if one does, if one significant other or whatnot is not part of the religion, then they are kind of to be shut out or ostracized and i again that was never like said to me or spoken or obvious or like and maybe there's jehovah's witnesses out there that say oh that's not part of the religion and maybe that'd be true or maybe it wouldn't be because again this is just my own personal experience i am by no means an expert okay i gotta figure out this roundabout thing here right now and i may have just missed it but god oh that was darn it well, maybe it's for Okay, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, shoot. Am I good? Let me focus, friend. Let me focus. Nope, I definitely missed it. Okay. It's very confusing. I think I went the long way, but I'll be okay. Oh, I'm at the mall. Uh, no, dang it. Gotta get on the freeway again. The GPS isn't talking to me, so I've gotta look down at it. It's very disorienting. Okay, I got 10 minutes, so I'm home. <sighs> okay. <laughs> And then I look him. there's a big store with the big sign that says, at home. Oh, there you go. The home decor superstore super at home. Well, there you go. Okay. What a convenience. Co co coincidence. I do feel at home in our home. It's very cozy, our new home. It's... I'm not gonna lie, friend. It's weird being in a new place where we don't know anybody. We don't have any family. Now we have my mom-in-law, so and she's close but not too close. Thank goodness, gracious. She's we love her. We love her. Not too close, thankfully. Still a handful. Still a lot. Stressful. Stresses my wife out a lot. She's a handful. Like I, you could not even begin to comprehend, friend. You really could not. She's a she's a unique one on many levels and and all the all the madness in the world and then to, you know throw that on top of it we asked her to stay in san diego for six months while we get our lives together and sort it out settled out here and we find doctors you know like i mentioned elaine has been dealing with health things and trying to get that all situated and the kids and get them all situated and me get figure out you know my income and all that good stuff. What am I going to do? I quit my job. I don't know if I told you that. I was consulting for five years, five and a half years. Loved it. Had to quit the job to move. So that was a part of this whole adventure. Not what I would have chosen to do, but, you know, it is what it is. And so figuring out the next moves as far as that's concerned. What do I want to do with my life? What do I want to do for income? got ideas but and actually i had a really cool uh found a really it's like do i want to do marketing yeah blah 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 blah, blah. anyway where was i going with all this the cult thing so what makes a cult versus what makes religion what makes mass psychosis versus people thinking that they are not experiencing mass psychosis. What is brainwashing? Having my dad 
say to my mom in heated emotional argument that she was brainwashing us kids, that was, uh, you know, kind of an interesting experience. Made me question a lot of things in life over the years, right? Especially when I was younger and I was going through all that brainwashing, right? Recognizing, well, what is brainwashing? Okay, what does it look like? Well, all these smart people, these very smart people in this religion, they all believe it. And my mom would point that out all the time to reinforce her belief system to me, right? The kid growing up, looking up to his mom, trying to make sense of it all, not believing all of it, being young but being very logical. Not, um, again, you know, by that time, and uh, this is where, you know, some people say like, oh, so, so I mentioned uh, personality types in the last thing, and I'll just throw it out there if you're familiar, in case you happen to study this kind of stuff or want to. INTJ is the particular, um, MTBS, element <laughs> OP, um, personality type, you know, something, something. Boscags, no. Personality type test. Anyway, it is something. And it basically is like one that's not super emotional, makes more, you know, decisions based on intuition and judgments and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, point being, some people say, oh, that's developed over time. It's not, or some people might be started more feelings oriented and then shifted for whatever reason over to uh, that kind of personality because their feelings were squashed, you know, growing up kind of thing. And could that have been me? Sure, that's a possibility. I was very sensitive as a child, and that did not serve me well for a number of reasons, and that was definitely, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, And I shut that part off many years ago. Let's just say that, okay, for a number of reasons and for self-defense, let's say, or emotional defense or whatever you call it. And um, and I'm not trying to say that in a braggy way. It's just I think maybe gives perspective, okay? And so as a result, growing up in that environment, going to church all the time and seeing these adults who believe this, line of thinking and are telling me why I have to too because the Bible says this and they can show me that the Bible says that and that for them was proof and that did not cut it for me even as a young child and being told that I have to believe this because that or Jesus did this for me and so I owe to him and you know these kind of things it's like those are not good arguments those don't really make sense and it discredits everything that you're trying to teach me and tell me because I'm a kid and, you know, oh, and that doc- that guy's a doctor. Oh, and that guy's a lawyer. And, oh, that lady's a scientist. And, you know, they're all very smart people and very smart people believe this. And, uh, you know, Michael Jackson's mom was a Jehovah's Witness. And Michael Jackson used to go to Jehovah's Witness, uh, you know, events and blah, blah, blah. And so did this other celebrity. But we don't talk about that because we don't really care about celebrities. And so it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, sure. Okay, this all is great. So, seeing that, experiencing that, growing up with that, seeing similarities with things playing out now, seeing people justify things the way that they do, hoping that more and more people will question the beautiful celebrities, the talking heads, the experts, quote-unquote. Sorry, i got to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. Um, I just hope people question and are open to allowing some of their heroes to perhaps lose, to to be able to maybe become disenfranchised with some of their heroes because that's kind of where we're at and I think what kind of needs to happen for (laughs) certain demographics certain segments of the population is that we need to be more questioning and more critical thinking. And that's a tricky thing, you know, because I have, again, very smart people that I know that have said, oh, here, you know, this is critical thinking by looking at this, look at this. And they show me things 
from sources that they believe to be reputable. And it's like, ah, you're not there yet, friend. You're not digging deep enough. You're not thinking about this. You're not seeing it from an angle that would give you an expanded view of the frame. And again, I did an episode where I talked a lot about framing. I don't remember which one. Good luck finding it. Might have been May update part three or part one, two, and three. That, oops, is this it? This is my egg. Um, that episode was very popular. I think that might have been part of the reason. I also talked about some other pretty crazy, trippy stuff that I think might have been part of the reason. And uh, I don't want to give that all away. So, oh, sorry. Getting close to being home. There you go. Talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's been a long day. It's been a long three months, friend. Besides being away from my family and friends, I'll be honest. Fortunately, I'm really good at being, like I said, a solo person off here. I have not made any friends out here, honestly, between you and me. I haven't even, I hardly even make it out of the house. This is the longest I've been out of the house in weeks. The farthest I've left home in three months when I drove out here. I don't like leaving the wife and kids. Makes me very, uh, this was okay. I was okay. I felt pretty good and safe, and this was a good exercise for me to get out and about. Elaine is very social, so it's, I know it's hard on her. She has good days and bad days, a lot of bad days, to be honest. It's hard for being away from her family, being away from my family, being away from her friends, you know, going out with her friends all the time, grabbing coffee, just doing whatever they do, going on walks. You know, that's really rough. The weather, different than Southern California weather, friend, I'll tell you that. Goodness, the wind out here is in Insane. So crazy. In the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we are not used to this kind of weather. It's freaking cold. It gets crazy cold. It's gotten below freezing out here. My dog's water froze over the other day. It's like, what is this? We had our heater was broken for a number of days, which, of course, set Elena off because she was freezing in the house. And I chopped wood, literally, you know, trees in the backyard, got wood chopped, ready to go in case of emergencies. I splurged and bought a freaking gas generator. So I'm not, <laughs> made out to buy the gas for it. And like how long, give us 10 hours, I guess, of electric heat if I plug in the deal. You know, all these crazy things, because I've just heard that, you know, last year, the weather here was insane. The power grid was down for three whole days. Couldn't even go to a hotel and find any power or heat. So... You know, these things are playing in our minds. It's like, why the heck do we move out here? Oh, yeah, all this crazy stuff, which, again, is why I'm sharing this stuff. This is not – I recognize that this – like, if I'm trying to just be about, like, getting more downloads and, you know, promoting the brand and this and that, not saying things that are too offensive to anybody, I wouldn't be talking about this. I hope you understand that, right? This, like, I know that this could go either way. I know it's going to trigger some people. I know that it's not going to be what some people want to hear. Oh, Winston, I thought you were all pro-V and left-wing and this and that. And, and or, oh, I thought you were all right-wing like us. and Like, whatever. Like, I'm both. I'm seriously both. I'm all of the above and none of the above. I am. I simply am. Simply am. I'm human, having a human experience. And when the body dies, my soul will go on, my spirit will go on to the next level, right? For better or for worse. I believe it will be better. I believe that I'm just about out of this uh, karmic rotation and whatnot. I feel like I've lived a lot of lives here, friend. I'm not going to lie, I feel old as dirt sometimes and ready to move on. But I also feel like I've got a lot of work to do. I'm here for my boys. I'm here for my wife. I'm here for you, for you friend. I'm here for, for the cause. Down for the cause. Ride or die, for real, out here in Texas. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Tired, but it's good. It's the real stuff, friend. All right. So I'm done. Got home. Gonna eat. Hope you're having a great day or great night or great whatever. Make the most of it. Life is short, right? We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Make it count. Did a whole episode. Make it count. Check it out. 
what's it count? What what makes it count for you? It's going to be maybe different than what makes it count for me. This podcast counts for me. So I'm trying to share the real stuff, my real feelings, my real thoughts, stuff that I feel is important. Stuff that uh, one of the things, too, is things, oh, I made pretty good time, 44 minutes. All right, look at that. That's cool. Shaved uh, like nine minutes off. Not bad. All right, not bad at all. Um, you know, try to share stuff that maybe you can't hear other places. Or you, that was one of the things that was important for me. Oh, yeah, this great, great bringing on home message here. So growing up in that environment that I just spent the last 45 minutes talking about with the Jehovah's Witness stuff, with religion, with the being not an outcast, but being, you know, being, what's the word, like, different, just being different in that respect. And so, like, visibly different, right? Like, being the only kid that didn't eat cake, being the only kid that didn't, you know, do the national anthem and having everybody, like, notice and, like, well, why don't you do that? And, like, oh, why aren't you, you know, and, like, oh, my religion. And I kind of sort of don't believe in it, but I kind of have to. You know, like, just being in that position so many times, building so much character, right? Um, doing the door knocking, getting all the rejection of that whole, you know, door slamming in their faces and, and you know, converting people, too. That There was that experience, too, for sure. And <clears throat> But just, like, also going through all these things that I didn't really believe in but kind of had to and to keep my mom happy and, you know, the pressure of trying to keep my mom happy for, you know, because that's, you know, her crying and always being emotional about it because she just got in these huge crazy fights with my dad and, you know, her feeling the weight of the world and, like, she's trying to save our souls and my dad feeling like, his, you know, he's losing his kids to brainwashing into a cult and, uh, you know, the whole thing, the whole freaking, and my family literally being split apart because my mom, you know, and her religion and uh, my grandpa always give my dad crap for that and um, it was tough, you know, it was tough in that respect. And uh, one of the things that as I as I kind of came out of it more and more and was able to break away more and more and gain my own independence from it, that <clears throat> I basically like got to the point where it's like I don't have to, oh and then you know arguing with other kids you know as I got into high school and whatnot about these kind of things and as I got older and and past that level of it in a sense being able to say you know I'm not trying to convert people I'm not trying to convince anybody that it's my way my way is the right way that's really not what I am trying to do and and this whole and the last episode too you know that was kind of something I was trying to position frame for you was like I'm not trying to convince anybody necessarily Right. What I am trying to do, what I've what I've realized over the years and come to the conclusion that what I can do, what perhaps my highest and best opportunity to do with a platform like this podcast and with the books and whatnot is to be there for the ones who already believe. Be there for the ones who are already on the same page. And they're just looking to see, am I alone or is there someone else out there who understands? And this is hopefully a message to that person. Yes, there are other people that have come to similar conclusions. Yes, you have other people that think the way you do. You are not alone. That's it. You know, that's really it. It's to identify certain things, say, hey, this is the way I think about it. This is my perspective on it. We may agree or disagree. Um, you know, maybe you're just looking, maybe one is looking for alternative perspectives and and maybe one agrees or disagrees but what i'm remembering is like the big thing was just being able to say for a lot of people you are not alone there are other people out there like you thinking the same things thinking the same thoughts a lot of this whole mind game going on right now is to make people feel alone to make us feel separated is to make us feel disconnected and that you're the only one that thinks a certain way and so there's a lot of people that do think one way. There's a lot of people that are getting their information from the same media sources, from the same social platforms, from the same um, frame of reference, you know. And then there's a whole demographic, a whole sorry, a demographic, a whole segment of the population that is getting information from outside those channels. 
And that's the rub with this is the people that are on one side, again, of that information wall um, are are seeing a different perspective. And then, you know, the people on the on the, the one side could say, oh, well, your side isn't, you're on that side, yours isn't any better. But it's like, well, actually, I don't want to say better, but I think once the people on the, the smaller, the more um, filtered, shall we say, filtered um, information that think they're getting access to all of it and making educated decisions, that population, once I think they fully realize, if ever, that, you know, to the extent that their information has been filtered, that they would then say, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize this is what was happening. I didn't realize this is what these other my other friends and family were talking about. And then seeing the level to which they were being manipulated with information, with misinformation or, uh, yeah, misinformation and manipulated numbers and perspectives and how powerful it really is and how, how much it's been happening for how long. I mean, and to, for all of us, you know, for many years, we're all manipulated with information. Um, and it's just been amplified in recent years, in my opinion. So there you go. And again, not trying to preach. Maybe I came across as preaching, maybe not. But for the right people, hopefully it was affirmations. That's really where it's at, friend. All right. So thank you, friend, for listening. Feel free to share. Please share if you feel this would make somebody else feel good about their situation and or better or not alone. So you're the best. I appreciate you. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. Hey, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you like essential oils? Me too. Did you know you can go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and pick up some essential oils? Yeah, get them while they're going. And until next time, friend. Be flowing.